0: Hello, I'm Simon Farrell-Green and I'm the editor of Here magazine and we're delighted to be bringing you this series of wonderful New Zealand houses along with our friends at Altherm Window Systems. Over the next year we'll be talking with top New Zealand architects about a recent design, learning how it came to be and why the people who live in it love it so much. We'll have beautiful videos, lovely photographs and some great yarns but we're also going to feature a podcast with each project where I get to chat with the architect and hear the story behind the design. It's a chance for us to sit down at length and hear the full story. From the city to the country, from large and luxurious to small and clever, I hope you'll follow along with us as we explore these wonderful New Zealand houses. Welcome back to the Here in Ultherm podcast series. We're doing this despite COVID lockdowns, using some new technology to both me and our interviewee, Ben yages of First Light Architects in Te Whanganui Ataara, Wellington. The project we're going to talk about today is a great little house in New Plymouth, at the beach and with views of the mountains, yet the immediate surroundings don't give much inspiration for an architect. So Ben looked further afield to those monga From one point of view, there are three peaks, referring to Taranaki, Phantoms Peak, and the Poakai Range. That aside, it's a relaxed beach house arranged around a generous deck, pulled away from the street in the suburban context. It's the kind of place you keep your surfboard at hand and wander down to the beach on a whim before coming home for a cold beer. Well, you do once this level four is out of the way. Ben Yagasmar joins us now. Hi Ben. Hey Simon, how's it going? Good, good. So you, you've managed to get your uh, your microphone to work there, and various other sort of Zoom related technologies. Ah, uh, we've managed to solve it. We're we're good to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and hopefully we don't get any kids in the background. So you've got you've got a little one, haven't you?
1: I do. I've got two. So uh, my two and a half year old Oscar is currently asleep. So perfectly timed this Zoom so that he had his day sleep. Hopefully he stays asleep. Um, and my daughter. Um, Isla who is only five weeks five weeks old
0: Amazing, amazing We've got Ira and Marty at this end uh, six and four who are um, currently ensconced with master, Junior master chef. so um, nice. that, that should keep them quiet <laughs> Yeah, yeah Watching the, a few of the TV shows has definitely come in
1: handy <laughs> yeah. uh, while we've been trying to work with uh, lockdown but um, uh, it's overall it's been really good Really fun.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so so this project actually has a little bit of a COVID story to it, doesn't it? You you didn't set out to design a full time beach house, or a full time house, I should say.
1: No, originally the the clients are based in in France, so this was uh, essentially a holiday home, but but a more long term holiday home for those months of the year that would that would return to to New Zealand, or to New Plymouth. Um, But being in Europe, especially in France, um, during the kind of the peak of the lockdowns over there, they decided to relocate and and come back home, essentially. So this this batch um, was perfectly timed, really, haven for them to escape the uh, European COVID experience.
0: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, what did that... How did that influence the way that you were going to design it? Because it's sort of almost halfway between batch and, and full-time house in that way, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, it, it, it always had the, the fundamentals of a full-time house because the periods of time that they were looking to come back to New Zealand were um, more longer term. And so we weren't, we weren't just talking weekends or weeks. We would be talking sort of a couple of months, a year at a time. But probably the, the the main difference was was it is still on the small side, um, it's still really compact footprint, um, which maybe is is a lot easier to get used to on on the shorter term um, compared with a full time full time house.
0: So tell us a bit about the site and and sort of how what the land was like, what you know what what you were presented with when when the when you when you first got engaged.
1: So. It, it was just as a blank section basically the front yard to the to the back house in a fairly uninspiring um, new Plymouth suburban neighborhood um, originally the the house which is now at the back was in this location um, previous owners of the site uh, picked it up and moved it back to create a small section at the front which was then subdivided and then sold on to our clients who bought both sections so they they used the back house as their batch for for a number of years, um and that became quite a key driver in the design process as well, because when they would be back in New Zealand, the idea was that that back house might be used by family and friends, so there was a connection between the outdoor areas so that they could kind of expand and um, family and friends could come over and use that the courtyard um, together.
0: Right, so you've sort of got this um this quite tight little site. On the front yeah, but then you own the back so the back becomes becomes the opportunity in a way doesn't it
1: yeah it becomes an extension of the house um but it's a really small site only about 300 square meters so um it, it's it's sort of a yeah an infill housing housing project as well um a bit of additional density and probably quite a central location in new plymouth
0: yeah. Okay. So, so how did you deal with the fact that you know you've got this quite exposed street frontage? So, so just tell us about how the house works and how it's arranged and where that deck kind of sits because that seems to me to be sort of the, the crucial bit to it.
1: Definitely. Yeah. That was the that was the really the key driver. This was a house that was designed to be experienced from the inside. Um, there's not a lot to look at when you're looking out towards the the streetscape. So we sort of positioned the building alongside the street parallel to the street to be able to create this northwestern courtyard so it's, a, it's an l-shaped plan um, which creates this this oasis um, in the center which is private from the street uh, but makes the most of the sun and is, is more about the internal experience of the house itself with your family and friends um, than looking out at a specific view.
0: So tell us a bit about sort of the, the peaks and the way they played out in the design of the house.
1: I'm from Taranaki as well, so the mountain is a, a really strong sense of place, something that we come back to. Um, there's the, the, the story that we throw around as locals is that you can you can tell where you're from in Taranaki um, by how you draw, draw the mountain,
0: and there's a little <laughs> bit of that. Ad- <laughs> I hadn't heard that.
1: Yeah, so there's a little bit of that inspiration in the house itself. Um, so you pick up different different peaks from different angles and it's the same as in Taranaki when you're going around uh, the mountain itself. Um, so I'm from Stratford, so um, the it's not a perfect cone like you might experience from New Plymouth. Um, yeah, so there's a bit of that going in on the house itself. Um, the, the the gable form as well is... is is just trying to keep context with the um, suburban neighbourhood as
0: well. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but how did you express those mountains? How did you make them look? I mean, obviously, you don't want to go too far with that, it, but it's it's pretty subtle. But how did you do it? What, how does that that make itself known?
1: Um, <clears throat> really, the, I mean, the primary, the public spaces of the house, which run alongside the street. Um, just occupy a really simple square floor plan um, with a, a simple gable um, and then the bedrooms the more private space um, which you experience from the back um, is in kind of a more a more mountainous form a larger okay. a larger mountain which which comes sort of intersects with that um, the, the weatherboard box at the front Um and you experience it in different in different ways as you as you move through the building. Um, so when you're on the deck, you're experiencing that that big form, um, but it's a little bit more, I guess, subtle from the street side as it, as it kind of peeks over the um, the black box.
0: So you've done that through cladding and through stain, basically. So you've got you've got a couple, you've got different boxes with different cladding sort of colours and materials, and that's what starts to pick out those shapes.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So the black stained weatherboard part of the house, and then a more modern uh, which has vertical shiplap cedar and more honey tones, um, more amber and black in contrast to each other.
0: That's great. I love the the relationship with that that deck that courtyard. That's really key to it, isn't it? You've got just wonderful access to the outdoors through those you know big open sliding doors, all that sort of stuff. Like it's a really generous beachy kind of house.
1: It is, and the key living spaces all open onto that deck. So there's the the main dining area, and then there's a um, a smaller second living or a, or a flex space, which could also be um, used as a bedroom or a study. Um, but that also opens onto the onto the deck. Um and then it's it's terraced down really subtly to just connect you with the the rest of the outdoor of the house outdoor area, which is relatively small. Um, there's the uh, an outdoor shower, easy um, wash off the sand from the beach and um pop straight onto the deck. I imagine that that's how you would actually use the house was rather than using the front door you'd you'd walk around the back and um and onto the deck, and that's where all of life
0: would oscillate around. Yeah, yeah, that that classic thing of no one ever using the front door; everyone just knows to go around the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But then you don't you don't completely ignore the street either. I mean, I think one of the one of the most successful moves is that that really great little window seat, um, or sort of I guess it's sort of a work desk, isn't it, with a, a little sliding window look peeking out over the street. So it is. It's more porous than just kind of turning your back um, onto yeah, it the is. road. Yeah,
1: That's right. And we and we picked key moments so. Um, that was a spot where you'd get awesome morning sun, um, that, and it's in the kitchen at, at, standing height. So it's, uh, it's where you would have your morning coffee, um, where you would just hang out, maybe making breakfast, um, in the sun, um, or you could sit there and, and read a book, but just small little moments like that. Um, there's another one at the end of the the living area, which has built in bookshelves all around it, um, with big bifolding sliding windows Um, it's got this nice aluminium awning shroud which gives you a little bit of privacy but you can you can sit there and look up at the clouds really um, and feel like you're outside um, and you don't really get an idea for any of the context that's that's surrounding you. That's really lovely.
0: Um, Tell us about the the mezzanine space as well because that's sort of like yet another space to to retreat to in a, a pretty small house.
1: Yeah it is and I mean we're pretty big on using as every square meter that you can using using the um the space left over in the volumes um it is a really small footprint around about 140 square meter footprint so it's relatively small um but it has these spaces and and this just occupies the the volume created by the the gable form and has a has a ladder which has a detachable bottom section of the ladder so that the, the young kids can't climb up there uh, but as they get older, we we discuss. It's a great place to just go up and read against the afternoon sun, and and you're
0: kind of looking out over the rooftops of the neighbouring houses. What were you most nervous about with this house? What was what was the thing that kind of really you know was was a sticking point along the way?
1: Even though we talk about the forms trying to blend in with the suburban neighbourhoods. Um, it is still quite a, quite a bold um, building from the streetscape. So, how, especially with the with the contrasting colours and, and the shapes are a little bit wacky and weird. Um, it, it it definitely doesn't blend in. It's very obvious um, from the street, especially how close it is to the to the footpath. Um, so, I was a little nervous about how that would read in in context with the. The rest of the the neighborhood um but it it feels nice um it's not too big or dominating from the street um sort of lower on on that side um
0: I guess it helps it helps that it's one story so even though you've got a big volume you're not two stories and then a gable kind of looming above a suburban street are you
1: yeah, that's right. And there's a, a fair bit of existing landscaping, some existing trees, which we kept, which helps to kind of soften it as well. Um, and the way we articulated the fences um, sort of helps to ground it as well. Um, so the, the cedar um, carries through um, into the landscaping fences, mm. which provide even more privacy to the
0: outdoor areas. Nice, nice. What are you most proud of with it? What's, what's the thing that you kind of point to and say, yep, yeah, that, was, that was a really good move?
1: I think it is that that courtyard space and the sec- success of that courtyard space and the way that it, the way that you use it. Um, I've been s- lucky enough to stay a night there as well and um, had my family over and we cooked some dinner and its location to the kitchen and the dining space. We just spent all the time out there. Um, it's got a really subtle pergola structure over the top of it, which helps. Embed it, make it feel like a, a space in, in itself. It's not just a, a deck out in the open. And so the way that those materials from the pergola connect back to the house, and then and then those materials connect back onto the inside, um, just feel feel really nice and and function uh, really easily.
0: It's really cool. I mean, it's got a real simplicity to it, which I, which is one thing I really loved about it. You know, you've got all that, that, the cedar outside, and then inside it's just, you know, it's just sort of waxed concrete and, and white walls and, and a bit of ply for some warmth. Like, it's, it's really hard wearing.
1: Yeah, it is. And that was part of the design brief as well, that it was really durable. Um, and we're using natural materials throughout, so even the, the white walls are, um, yeah, painted grooved ply, so it's got that beachy batchy feel to it Um, and then the exposed birch on the ceilings and the the slab is is just the concrete slab it's um one of the client's friends came through during the construction process with a with his sushi and dropped the soy sauce right on the exposed <laughs> slab, which soaked in. So it's got the sushi stains. Um, but it's, it's real. Um, it, it's just a natural material, and it's not trying to be anything other than what it is, um, including the
0: imperfections. That's lovely. That's lovely. And, and how have they gone since, you know, I mean, how long have they now been, you know, in the house that they were meant to be in a, a few months a year? What's the, what's the sort of stretch of time?
1: They've been in there since Christmas, or since the beginning of the year, okay. um, so I, I think they're really enjoying the house, I, I think as we talked about in the beginning that they're finding it a, a little bit smaller than what they, what they may be used to, uh, especially if they're growing children running around, um, and especially during these lockdowns, um, but there is a lot of outdoor space, a lot of neighbourhood to go and explore, so that, mm. that helps. That's fabulous.
0: Oh, look, that's great, Ben. Thank you thank you so much um, for telling us a little about the about the house. Cool, no worries. Yeah, thanks for having us, and thanks for um, including the
1: house in, um, in the magazine.
0: And that was Ben Yagasma joining us via Zoom to chat about a house he designed in New Plymouth, Taranaki. It's hard-wearing and practical, geared to the outdoors and the beach environment. Thanks for joining here in AlFirm as we explore these great New Zealand houses, and chat with the architects who brought them to life. We'll see you next time.